You're listening to the Fanfic Maverick Podcast, the show where I talk to fanfiction writers about their work and the marvelous world of fanfiction. This show may contain adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. The following paragraphs are from a fanfiction story titled Secret, written by today's guest fanfiction writer Mordor is Calling. Geralt tells him to go away in all the languages he knows, but Jasker persists. He stays by Geralt's side through thick and thin for many years, and Geralt doesn't understand. Django de Ote Mirixish. What do you want from me, he asks, as he and the bard drink ale together in some inn. Jaskier holds his gaze for a long moment, but doesn't answer. Two days later, Jaskier helps him bathe after a hunt, and hums happily all throughout, as if it actually brings him pleasure to wash monster guts from Geralt's hair with his delicate fingers. Geralt blurts out, I don't understand you. Jaskier's hands stop their movements. You know what? He says cheerfully. I don't understand what you're saying, but one day, I will. Geralt huffs a laugh. Zobachime. We'll see about that. Few more years pass, and Yaskir gives no indication that he's somehow learned the secret language. Geralt still uses it to rant about the bard, mostly to Roach, but gradually, his irritated words like, You annoy me, give way to quiet confessions, such as, I missed you. When Jaskier finds the Witcher fishing for a gin, he offers to sing Geralt to sleep. He makes Geralt put his head on his lap and starts crooning a lullaby in Elder, running his hands through the Witcher's hair. Sleeplessness starts overtaking Geralt at last, but he fights it just to look up at Jaskier's face a little longer. His expression is so open, warm, and unafraid. Geralt reaches out to touch Jaskier's cheek and whispers, what have I done to deserve you? To the north, south, east, and west, four corners of the world, Greetings from the wild, arid desert of the American Southwest. I'm your host, Chaos Blue, and this is the Fanfic Maverick Podcast. Our special guest author for today is Mordor is Calling. Mordor is Calling has been a member of AO3 since 2014 and has posted a total of 19 fanfictions for The Hobbit and The Witcher fandom. As a teenager, she took up archery because of Legolas from Lord of the Rings. And she credits fanfiction for helping her learn the English language. Mordor is calling. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Today's been a great day and even better now that I get to talk to you about fanfiction. I always like to start at the very beginning. When did you first discover fanfiction and what was that experience like for you? I first discovered fanfiction when I was 16 and it was only thanks to YouTube recommendations actually because one day YouTube recommended uh, a video to me with Baggins Shield fan art 
And I clicked on it because I was really intrigued. And when I first saw that some people shipped Bilbo Baggins and Thorino Can Shield as a couple, I was quite outraged. I thought to myself, Tolkien must be rolling in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, little did I know that I was soon going to become one of those people. But prior to stumbling upon that video, I had literally no idea that fanfiction existed. It never crossed my mind that you can actually do that with characters from someone else's story. But I definitely was very curious, and I don't remember how, but I found myself on deviantar.com, and I just started reading Baggins Shield Fix on that platform. And I remember how difficult reading in English was for me at the beginning. I like literally couldn't understand half of what was on the screen. But I was so fascinated by fanfiction that I just didn't give up and kept reading. And I quickly understood the appeal of Baggins Shield. <laughs> and in a few months, it was 2014, and I found Archive on our own. And since then, there was just no going back. It was a point of no return, I uh, started reading fanfiction obsessively, and <laughs> I mean it obsessively. I like devoted almost every minute of my free time to reading Baggins Shield Fix, and I fell in love with the of fanfiction and with how you can use the characters you love to tell your own stories, for example the fantasy world you love, or within any other world. And well, thanks to my obsessive reading, my English improved considerably. And what's wonderful about that is that once you know English well enough, it's like the whole world is open for you. You get access to so much knowledge on so many subjects. It's amazing. Uh, so thanks to fanfiction, I really learned and experienced so much. And actually, fanfiction even helped me understand my own sexuality. Uh, so I'd say that discovering fanfiction was really an awesome and enlightening experience. I love that not only were you converted to the fanfiction experience, but that experience spilled out into other portions of your life in such a positive way. I love that. And just for the record, I am a huge Bag and Shield convert myself. <laughs> Really? Oh, goodness. Yes. When I read that on your bio, I thought, oh, a fellow soul who understands me. <laughs> yes, because I too think that those two characters actually work really well together as a couple. So I'm hoping to get a Bag and Shield author on the show at some point because I think that would be a really awesome dynamic to explore. What inspired you to become a writer? Other fun fiction writers actually inspired me to become a writer before I uh, discovered Archive on her own. When I was looking for any kind of fix about The Hobbit on DeviantArt, I found two writers who posted the fix in Polish. And when I saw that, I just thought to myself, if they can do it, why not I? And so I just gave it a try. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Do you remember what fandom your first fanfiction was posted in? Yes, it was a fanfiction of The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, what was that like writing your first piece of fanfiction? Was it scary? Was it exhilarating? Pretty exhilarating, I would say. It was a ride, but I learned a lot. I started writing it in Polish, of course, at the beginning of 2014. I finished it a year and a half later. 
The fic was titled Życie za życie, which translates to A Life for a Life. And with this story, I just totally went go big or go home because it turned to be 200 pages long, like a literal book. <laughs> the first story of my life, <laughs> so long. And the story is about two humans, 18-year-old Sybil and her 16-year-old brother Dorian. And Dorian and Sybil know the heirs of Durin, which I mean are Thorin, Philly and Killy, and also Thorin's sister and Philly and Killy's mother Dees from the past. And those dwarves were like another family to Dorian and Sybil. And in the fic, Dorian and Sybil are sold off on the quest. They follow the company of Thorin Oakenshield in order to protect the heirs of Durin from danger. And they follow the dwarves in a way that they're not discovered, but then one day, Phil and Killy find Dorian and Sybil camping in the woods. At that point, the, the story itself starts, and uh, the four of them, I mean, Philly, Killy, Dorian and Sybil, quickly start acting as if no time passed at all when their friendship blooms again. And as the company of Thorin Oak and Sheila travels on, Dorian and Sybil do their best to protect Thorin, Philly and Killy from any danger, and they get in all kinds of trouble for it. I mean, the story gets really dark at times with graphic descriptions of violence and really horrific stuff happening. And sadly, in the end, Dorian and Sybil fail in their quest because just like in canon, Thorin, Philly and Killy die during the Battle of the Five Armies and after that failure, Dorian and Sybil die too. And honestly, this fic is really heartbreaking and of darkness but also there are some moments of happiness and before i started writing this fic i would have never thought i would be able to write a story like that and of course this being the first story i wrote in my life i made a lot of mistakes i put dorian and sybil through immense and i mean immense trauma and i don't think i handled it properly i mean I was only 17 when I started writing it, so there was no way for me to really do justice to all the issues I took up in the fic. But still, the reception was actually pretty good. I reached out to the two fanfiction writers who inspired me to write, and they would both give me a review after I posted each chapter, and also my best friend and one of my close friends would share their opinions with me after each update. And so from that I know I made people cry a lot. <laughs> and honestly I cried too and broke my own heart, but I learned a lot about writing itself and about myself too. That sounds like such an ambitious, huge project for your first fan fiction ever. That's amazing and really great that you also had the support of the community to help you. Because so many people start big, ambitious projects like that and they never get finished. So that's wonderful that it was your first one. You finished it and you learned a lot doing it. That's wonderful. Now, how did you first discover The Witcher? The Witcher is, of course, different and similar to The Hobbit. It's set in a fantasy type setting, but it is a lot different than The Hobbit. So how did you discover The Witcher? Here in Poland, the fact that Andrzej Sapkowski wrote The Witcher is pretty well known, so I've always been aware that The Witcher books exist, though I've never read them. And shame on me, really, because I am a fan of the fantasy genre. When I was a little kid, I loved watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy with my dad, and then I read all Tolkien's books a few times, and I'm still obsessed with the universe Tolkien created, but the world of The Witcher is fascinating too, but it's much darker. What I love about it first and foremost is the witches themselves because 
the very concept of a magically mutated monster hunter is something so unique. And all those various kinds of monsters and the special ways in which witches fight them is really amazing. And I regret that I never got to reading the Witcher books. But when I heard that there will be the Netflix series, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, that's my way out. I can experience this world without the, the commitment of reading the books. Uh, so I watched the show and I just really fell in love with the story. I fell in love with what Geralt, Yennefer and Ciri go through and with how they seem to be destined to find family in each other. And let me tell you, I'm really weak for the found family trope. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, who isn't? Right? <laughs> what the series also showed to me is how beautifully complex the, the characters are. To me, they really seem authentic. They have their flaws and they're often contradictory, like real people are. And lastly, the chemistry between Geralt and Yaskier on screen is wonderful. When I watched them, uh, I thought to myself, damn, these two would be a cute couple. So I found the, the Geralt tag on archive and, well, here I am. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the only one that thought that they would make a cute couple. All the rest of us thought that too, as you can tell by how popular that tag is on Archive of Our It's own. surprisingly popular, I'm shocked. Uh, yeah! <laughs> now, I'm like you. I have never read The Witcher books. I've never played The Witcher game. I didn't know anything about it until the Netflix show came out and I saw Henry Cavill playing <laughs> Geralt. And I thought, yes, of course I'm going to watch this. And then I just fell in love with the story and I fell in love with the complex dynamic between the relationships of the characters and all that. Who are your favorite Witcher characters? Well, I admire Yennefer a lot for her story and how far she comes. And I adore Yaskier because he's just so charming. But I'm pretty biased in this because Joey Beatty is my celebrity crush. But the character I identify the most with is Geralt. Because I feel like whenever Geralt goes, he doesn't really fit in because of who he is and because of his distinctive white hair. And I don't have such distinctive features, but I've had this problem of feeling like I do not fit in all my life, really. What I like about the Netflix Geralt is how taciturn he is. When he speaks, he can be really witty and he has a lot of great things to say. But his general quietness is definitely something I relate to. I'm pretty withdrawn and I usually rather talk to only animals like Girl to Rose than to people. But not now though, obviously, <laughs> I really enjoy talking to you about fanfiction. But I'm a lot like Girl, you know, breathing, grumpy, that kind of stuff. Yes, you know, I really appreciated those attributes of Geralt's personality because sometimes I feel a little gruff and broody too. It's so nice to see that he's still a really great character and a really great person, but he can have those attributes and people still love him anyway. And he still finds family who accept him and he still finds a place in the world despite his challenges and difficulties, which is, I think, one of the reasons why we love that interaction between Geralt and Jaskier, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still hope for us. Yes, exactly. Still hope for everybody. Your fan fiction story that we're talking about today is called Secret, and it is a Witcher fan fiction. I found it adorably sweet. 
And I think that it just beautifully demonstrates the reluctant Geralt, tenacious Jasker dynamic that we love for this particular pairing. And I especially love how you used the Polish language to show the progression of Geralt's evolving feelings for Jasker. And I think it is so appropriate anyway for the Polish language to be part of this beautiful story because, like you said, the Witcher does originate from Poland. That's the mother tongue of this story to begin with. What is this story about and what made you want to write Secret? Thank you so much for all the lovely comments. It's really great that you like it. Um, this idea that Geralt uses Polish to talk to Jaskier so that Jaskier doesn't understand is great. And it's, as you said, uh, it's really awesome because the Witcher books were written in Polish and original. But the idea isn't mine. Uh, the Tumblr user called Artist's Funeral came up with it first. I read the cute fic in which Geralt confesses his love to Jaskier in Polish, thinking uh, Jaskier doesn't understand it. And when I saw that fic, I was just like, I have to write something like this immediately. And Artist's Funeral let me use their idea. And so I wrote the first chapter in which Geralt talks to Jaskier in Polish. At first, he uses the language to complain, because at the beginning of the friendship, Geralt's annoyed with Jaskier a lot. And he says so to his face, but in Polish, just to annoy Jaskier. And then, as years go by, uh, he is confused by Jaskier's tenacity. And eventually, he falls in love with Jaskier. And at one point during the story, Jaskier promises Geralt that he'll learn the language. But a girl doesn't really believe him. So when Geralt finally confesses his love to Jaskier in Polish, he thinks it's safe because Jaskier won't understand him, but in fact, Jaskier does understand him and it turns out he reciprocates Geralt's feelings. And the response to the first chapter was really great. I was surprised that so many people liked it, really. One person who commented on chapter one on archive said that they would love to read more about that story, for example, about how Jaskier learned the language and about how Jaskier and Geralt used it in various situations. And this suggestion inspired me to write chapter 2 and chapter 3. So in chapter 2 we see how Jaskier learned the language uh, with the help of two other witches, Lambert and Aiden. And in chapter 3 we see Jaskier and Geralt using the language in various kinds of situations and getting away with it five times and then there is one time when someone understands them and writing all of this really was fun and I really enjoyed bringing my mother tongue into the story like this. I was so excited to see that you did extend the story out past chapter one because chapter one easily could have been just a one shot and it would have been very sweet and perfect right? But I am weak for the five plus one trope. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things. So when I got to chapter two and I'm learning how Jasker learned the language, which I thought was so incredibly sweet because how romantic, right? For someone to learn an entire language for the person that they love. I just love that. And then when I saw that there was a chapter three and it was a five plus one, I almost died because that's my... <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. And it was just really fun to see the different scenarios where they use this secret language that only they know to outsmart people or to get out of sticky situations, yeah. <laughs> or et cetera, et cetera. So it was really, really great. 
I know that when an author is writing a story, there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm sure that you have a favorite line from your story. I have a favorite line from your story as well that I was hoping to read out here as part of the show. Now, the line that I chose, I don't know if you can see on your end or not, but it starts with a line in Polish. I was hoping that you could read that for us. Of course, of course. So it says, Gdybyś tylko wiedział, jak bardzo cię kocham. And the English translation is, If only you knew how much I love you, he says under his breath, swallowing hard. His chest aches and his throat burns. And it's only thanks to his very last shred of self-control that he doesn't say it again in a language which Jasker speaks. And I loved that line from your story because it just shows us how scared and frightened Geralt is to reveal his true feelings in a way that Jasker understands. Because he probably doesn't view himself worthy of love. He doesn't think that Jasker could reciprocate those feelings. So he resorts to telling Jasker in a completely foreign language because he thinks it feels safer that way. And I just loved that. And I was wondering what your favorite line from your story is. I really like how you interpret it. And I think you're right. Geralt is definitely scared to reveal his feelings and just can see his emotions through what he experiences. I mean, his chest aches and his throat burns. I like writing about Geralt's feelings by focusing on his bodily reactions because to me, Geralt as a monster hunter is someone who has to be extremely aware of what is going on around him but also what is going on with him. So whenever I write a fic from Geralt's point of view, I describe what's happening in his body when he experiences some strong emotion because to me that's what Geralt would definitely pay a lot of attention to. And at that point in the story that you just mentioned, uh, Geralt is both scared of being rejected by his very best friend, but he's also just so fed up of hiding his love that he just needs to take it off his chest. And it, it is safer to do it in a language which he assumes Yaskir doesn't speak. And Polish, which I called the witcher tongue in the story, lets Geralt talk about his feelings in a way that doesn't hurt. Even though it's quite rude towards Yaskir, I definitely see the appeal because uh, this idea uh, definitely has this sweetness of revealing but not revealing. And it's about getting off your chest but also hiding in plain sight. <laughs> but back to the question. <laughs> uh, my favorite line from the story is in chapter 3, in the first extract, so to speak. When Yaskir and Geralt lie together in bed, relaxing, and Yaskir explains how he knew that the older man who wanted to cheat Geralt out of half of the pay for a hunt was so rich, and how he knew that there was no way he, the older man wouldn't have enough money for paying Geralt. And after Yaskir says that, Geralt chuckles and calls Yaskir fierce and clever. And to this, Yaskir replies, Whatever you need, and in this, whatever you need, just makes my heart flutter so much. Because to me, it shows such deep love. Like with these words, Yaskir basically says, I'll be whatever you need me to be. And this kind of devotion just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That's the exact word that came to mind as you were reading that. Devotion. 
it takes a lot of devotion to learn a language that you didn't grow up learning, right? So there's devotion there. And there's devotion that he uses that knowledge to protect Geralt and to serve him when he needs assistance, which is really beautiful. I agree that they both protect each other in their own ways, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship goals. (laughs) Exactly. Now, why did you choose Secret as the title for this particular story? Well, it is essentially a story about secrets uh, because chapter one is all about girls' secret thoughts and feelings regarding Yaskir. And chapter two is about how Yaskir learns the Witcher tongue in secret. And chapter three is about Geralt and Yaskir sharing their secrets with each other in the language so that no one around understands them. It's really about how knowledge of a certain language gives you this power to to hide secrets in plain sight. I love that. It was the perfect title, I thought, for what this story was about. Now, what do you like best about this particular story? What I like best about it is that it shows how the language we use changes the way we experience emotions, at least to me as a bilingual person, because as I said in the notes to chapter one, Yaskir and Geralt confessing their love to each other in Polish really hits different when you're a Polish person. It makes you realize that if English isn't your native language, you can use it to talk about and think about emotions, even experience them with a sort of detachment that isn't there when you use your native language. I have no idea how it works, but there seems to be something about learning emotions through a language for the first time, which means through your native language, that makes you form kind of a strong response to feelings even being discussed in that language. What I mean is, it's like when, for example, I'm supposed to have some serious talk in Polish, I feel much more vulnerable, whereas talking about feelings and difficult issues feels safer somehow in English, because I have this sense that I can put some distance between my emotions and my words. And I love English for it, and I'm glad to have that kind of safe language. And I'm pretty sure that... (laughs) I mean, I hope a lot of bilingual people reading this fic had thoughts like that too, not only Polish-English bilinguals, because if we were to replace Polish in this fic with some other language, I think it would still have the same effect for someone speaking that language as their mother tongue. And also, some people commenting on this fic said that they don't speak Polish, but this very idea is very satisfying for their bilingual brains and you know I also I suppose this fic kind of makes you realize how many people who publish their works in English are not actually native speakers of English. I'd love to see some kind of statistics for example of how many works of Erica on her own posted in English weren't written by native speakers because it's a whole another side to every fandom isn't it? I think there are many people like me who learn English with the help of reading and writing fiction. I suppose this fic makes you think about that too. I agree with you that that would be a fascinating statistic to dig into. I read fan fictions over a large swath of different fandoms, and I have seen so many users post stories, and in their author's notes, they will state, 
I'm not a native English speaker, so, you know, forgive my English, but here you go. Here's the story. And I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people out there that are trying their hand at English fan fiction and posting it out there. And we don't really have a good way of tracking that right now. But I wish that we did because I think that you're right. There are a lot of people from all over the world that are posting these fan fictions and loving the same tropes that the rest of us do and part of our community and we don't even know. And I also love that you brought up the fact that Polish hits different for a native speaker, just like anybody's native language is going to hit different just because it's your native language. And it just occurred to me while you were saying that, like, wow, that's actually a really beautiful metaphor for just one more way that Jaskier and Geralt are able to have that intimacy. Yeah, it's definitely uh, in chapter three, it feels a bit like this language becomes theirs and only theirs. It's for them to really uh, share the, their emotions and their feelings for each other. And yeah, it, it's it's a form of sharing intimacy, definitely. I love it. That's amazing. Now, do you have any unusual writing quirks? I don't think I have many. Sometimes when I write dialogues, I read it out loud to see if it sounds natural. I don't think it is. It is it that unusual though. I, I'm not sure. Sometimes I also read my fix out loud to my dog, and <laughs> he doesn't like it though. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, every time I read to him, he gets bored after a, a few minutes, and he just he just walks away. I suppose he isn't fond of my writing style. Maybe he just has a different ship preference than you do. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I love that, though. That's a beautiful quirk. The thing I love about animals so much is they just want to be with you doing whatever it is that you're doing. And so sometimes they're really great for that. I talk to my dog all the time, just so you know. So you're not alone. <laughs> I, I talk to my animals all the time. They're just, they're just my babies. I adore them. Yes. Now, you have a dog. Do you have any other pets? I have a dog. I have a parrot. And I have four cats. Four cats. Oh, my goodness. You have more than I do. I have three. And I think three is too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I can't a, imagine four. It's a lot, but we have a big house and a huge yard in the countryside. So there's enough room for everyone. Oh, and I bet they love going out there and yeah, being yeah. in the fields. And <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I have to ask this because in my experience, cats can be very distracting when you're trying to concentrate on something important. Mm -hmm. I work from home. And my cats are constantly typing emails to my clients when I tell them not to. <laughs> they erase documents from my computer. Oh, no. They do a lot of horrible things. So when you are writing a fan fiction story, do your cats distract you or do terrible things to stop you? Only when they're hungry. Uh, when they're not hungry and they don't want food from me. Sometimes, I mean, it depends because some of them crave attention more than others. And... Uh, there is one who, who, one of the cats really loves attention. He loves interrupting me, but I don't mind it because he just wants a bit of affection and he, then he's just going to sleep in my lap. But overall, then they, they don't bother me too much. Oh, good, good. Good cats. Good Special cats, cats, yeah. Well behaved. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. 
what does your typical writing process look like? I know that some authors are really fond of blocking out their story before they start writing it so that they kind of have a beginning and an end in mind. And there are others that just sit down and write whatever comes to mind. There's a lot of different methods that writers take to approach their writing. What does your process look like? It really depends on what I write, because if I write a one-shot that consists of just one or two scenes, then I simply sit down and go with the flow and write down whatever I have in mind. But when I write a longer story, which doesn't happen at and because <laughs> I often have difficulty with just staying committed to writing a multi-chapter fix. But when I do, I note down a rough timeline of events and then I place all the scenes I have in mind within that timeline. And after getting all those scenes down, I basically fill in the gaps between them. It's like connecting dots. <laughs> and that's just it. Well, it works beautifully. It works absolutely beautifully because your story is amazing. I really oh, loved you. reading it. Thank you. You've been writing for a couple of years now. And, you know, especially with the pandemic, I've noticed that there have been a lot of new people coming onto AO3 to try fan fiction writing for the very first time. So what advice would you give to less experienced fan fiction writers out there? The problem is that I don't think myself to be an experienced writer either. I mean, sure, I've written many stories, but I don't feel like I'm ready to give advice. <laughs> I'm only, I mean, I'm only 24 and I still have a lot to learn. And that's why I usually write kind of lighthearted, sweet stories, because I don't feel mature enough to take up some serious issues in my fix. To answer this question, I can only say something that I've learned so far. And so to people who just begin their journey with writing, I would say firstly, <laughs> have fun, because fun fiction is supposed to be fun. So don't worry too much. Striving for perfection gets you nowhere. I know it's a hard mindset to get out of, but if you're just starting oh, your journey with writing, you simply are going to make mistakes. And that's okay. Really, that's okay. You have to accept it. You have to understand that you don't have to worry about mistakes because there are going to be people out there who will love your story anyway. But if improving your writing is your goal, then I would say this. Write what you enjoy and then enjoy that you write. Because when you really enjoy what you write, it does show. And readers pick up on that. Absolutely, they do. And it makes them enjoy the story all the more. And as you write all that stuff that you enjoy, you can slowly learn to enjoy the very act of writing. And that is what's going to kickstart your improvement. Because once you learn to enjoy writing itself, you can make it a habit and you can challenge yourself to write things you wouldn't usually write. And I find that frequent, steady practice and trying new things is what helps you get better. But there's a catch. Don't push yourself too hard because good writing really comes with time. It comes with years and also comes with the fact that you have to be old enough to write about some stuff. Like to me, there's just no going around it. And I'll also say that if possible, find someone that can provide you with feedback because readers' comments is really what keeps any fanfiction writer going. I know that lack of any feedback can be extremely discouraging. 
So it's a good idea to, for example, find a fellow fanfic writer that would share their thoughts about your fix with you. And you can do the same for them. Uh, it's a great kind of exchange. And I really recommend doing that with someone because it absolutely keeps you going. That sounds like wonderful advice. I don't know what you're talking about, not being an expert. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Thank you for offering that advice to us. Speaking of fan fiction authors, who are your top three favorite fan fiction authors? It's really hard to name only three because both the Baggins Shield and the Gerasker fandom have so many talented authors. Some days when I look up the Gerasker tag, I literally barely keep up with all the amazing stories that are posted. It's just like a thick wreck after thick wreck after thick wreck. I swear it's mind-blowing. So naming only three authors is kind of hard. If I had to choose, I'd say that from the Baggins Shield fandom, it would be Batskippy. Batskippy has written so many stories that I just cherish. To me, his stories are like Queen's greatest hits. There are so many that when you try to enumerate them, you forget about some because there are just so many. And what I really love about Batskippy's works is that he's great at writing humor and funny scenes and situations, which, uh, well, writing humor isn't easy at all, actually. And in the Geraskir fandom, the same applies to She Steps Into the River. Some of their Geraskir fics are just hilarious and the writing is really funny and witty and gripping. Another author I love is Whispered Story. They're also an amazing writer and the way they write Geralt and Yaskia is just so in character. It's fantastic and they're also really good at writing sex scenes, which is another thing that's really hard to write. But they always manage to make it feel really authentic, uh, not overblown, not cringy, just, just it feels really real. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. One of the things that I think we were talking about a little bit before the show was just thoughts and feelings about fan fiction in general. Why do you think fan fiction is worth writing and worth reading? To me, fan fiction is worth writing and reading firstly because of I mean, mostly because really of how it connects people all over the world. It's really a wonderful feeling to know that as a reader who comments on someone's work, I can make this person smile no matter where they live on this planet. And it's equally wonderful as a writer when I know that my work can bring joy to people all over the world. I mean, the way fan fiction brings people together is really beautiful. And it can help you learn a lot. When you're a writer, you often tend to research a lot of weird stuff to make your writing really authentic. So you learn a lot while writing. And as a reader, you learn those things too. And you can learn a whole language, like for example, I did. So yeah. I love that. No one's ever brought that up on the show before. So you're the first one that fan fiction reading can be educational, right? Especially as a writer, because you're right. I see on the fan fiction Reddit thread all the time, writers who post about researching different topics for the stories that they're telling. And it is so interesting because, you know, what other hobby would give us the opportunity to research all of these yeah. different things that we 
normally probably wouldn't link into otherwise. So yeah, I think that sure. is really, really cool. And like you said, it can help us learn different languages. This was my first introduction to Polish, and I'm so happy about oh, that because it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So that does conclude my questions for today. Mordor is calling. Do you have any last words for us? Just thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I wish everyone listening to it a very good day. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for joining us. Check out her stories on AO3, everyone, and give her some love. If you'd like to reach out, I can be reached at fanficmaverick at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you next episode. In the meantime, keep on rolling.